Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job has a timely message on the identity and life-changing power of Jesus Christ. I've talked to many people during the holiday season. It's the most depressing time of life for them because deep inside they feel like, I don't have a family, I don't belong, I've lost a loved one, I've experienced divorce, I've experienced loss. Oh, if I could speak into your spirit today. Here's what I want you to know. Listen, if you know Jesus, then you belong. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today's message is helping us prepare for the celebration of Christmas by examining some of the meaningful names that were given to Jesus long before he was ever born. It's a lesson titled, God is Bigger Than My Manger Scene, and it's the series finale of a perspective-changing study called, Your God is Too Small. If you've missed any part of this series, be sure to catch up when you go to boldstepsradio.org. Right now, let's join Mark Job as he kicks off today's Bold Steps message. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 through 16, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see, Jesus had to be born in part in human flesh and form because it's through his humanity that he has become the God that can sympathize with us. Once in a while, I'll run into people that say, I don't think God can really understand me. Jesus was born like you and I were born. He lived and felt pain. He felt hunger. He knew rejection. And he was tempted every way that you and I are tempted, yet he did not cave into sin. But he's a God that sympathizes with our weaknesses. He knows our struggles. He's experienced pain. He's lived through humanity. And therefore, it says, when you approach his throne... You, can, you know that you can find mercy. You can approach him with confidence because he knows he can relate to your struggle and he offers mercy from his throne of grace because he sympathizes with our weaknesses and with our pain. Praise God for that. The second name that was given 700 years before to this child that was being about to be born was Mighty God. This is the most controversial of names. Some people can accept Jesus as a master, as a teacher, as a good example. Some people categorize Jesus in the same category where you would put Martin Luther King, the civil rights reformer, or where you would place Gandhi and other social reformers and people that set an example of change and social justice. But many people stumble when it comes to accepting the most difficult fact about Jesus, and that is that Jesus draws the line, crosses a line that no one else has crossed in history, when Scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament, declares him not only as an example, 
not only as an enlightened teacher, not only as a rabbi and someone worth emulating, but when Scripture declares him as God. Hear me well. I want you to look up at me because this is really important. Listen, you are not a Christian. You are not a Christian unless you choose to fully accept the deity of Jesus Christ. In other words, until you accept that Jesus was not only a man, but he was God. You may sympathize with Christianity. You may be a friend of Christianity. You may be exploring Christianity. But part of being a Christian as defined by the Bible, is that you must embrace the fact that Jesus claimed to be God. That is foundational to Christianity. You cannot be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, and deny the deity of Jesus Christ. It's foundational to the Christian message. There are many groups out there, many aberrations of Christianity that deny the deity of Jesus Christ. There is thinking and spiritual, uh, spiritual morphism in today's society that basically tries to uh, paint us all as being little gods, in which you're a god, I'm a god, he's a god, we're all gods, bring out the god within you just like Jesus was a god and you can be a god. Listen, That's not what Scripture teaches. Scripture is very clear about this. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. If you wonder what that means, all you have to read is John, the beginning of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's very clear what Scripture means when it's talking about the deity of Christ. John, the disciple that Jesus loved, it says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Greek there is logos. In the beginning was the logos. And the word was with God. And the word was God. You say, well, what is this word? Well, just to help you out a little bit, later on in verse 14 it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's talking about the incarnation of Jesus Christ. So let me read this passage again, putting Jesus where it says word. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God, and he was with God in the beginning. Through Jesus all things were made. Without him was nothing made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That life shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Here's what I want you to understand. Jesus did not start in Bethlehem. Jesus has always existed with the Father. There has been no beginning to Jesus. He is the second person of the triune God. He has always existed from eternity past. He was not created by the Father. He has always been with the Father. He has no beginning. He has no end. Intermittently for 33 years, he took on 
the birth and form of a man and became man and lived as a sinless man, but he has always been the eternal God. He has never given up his deity. He has never lost his power. He has never ceased not to be God. He has always been God, always will be God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is foundational to Christianity. Listen, you say, Pastor, I don't need a a lesson on theology. Oh, yes, we do. Because there is a lot of erosion at the core of, of, of who Jesus is. And if we don't get Jesus right, we don't get Christianity right. We gotta get Jesus right. We have to understand it. Listen, people understood what Jesus was talking about. Many people left Jesus, rejected Jesus because they understood he was claiming to be deity and they considered him blasphemous. To many people, the deity of Jesus is a stumbling block. Some people reject Christianity because of it. Some people stumble over the fact that Jesus was all God. But here's what I want you to understand. Listen, if Jesus was not fully God, then his blood could have never fully paid the price for you and I. It was the blood of God, the only begotten Son of God, that was splattered on that cross and his sacrifice that makes our salvation possible. You're listening to a message from Mark Job titled, God is Bigger Than My Manger Scene, here on Bold Steps. We'll get to the final half in just a moment, but right now, we want to remind you that you can always find these messages and catch up on anything you might have missed on the program by going to our website at boldstepsradio.org. Or if you want to take these Bible lessons with you while you're out for a walk or working around the house, be sure to subscribe to our Bold Steps podcast and get these messages downloaded automatically to your phone or smart device. Just head over to your favorite podcast app, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and tap subscribe. If you haven't already, you'll also want to sign up for our weekly email. We call it the Bold Stepper Weekly, and you can do that when you visit our website at boldstepsradio.org. Let's return now to the final part of today's message is titled, God is Bigger Than My Manger Scene. Here again is Mark Job. Several hundred years before when the people of Israel were liberated by the plagues that were sent from the slavery of the Egyptians, the final straw was that the angel of God would come throughout Egypt and would kill the firstborn of every family. The only way for the firstborn of every family not to be killed was that a lamb had to be slaughtered, a lamb without blemish, a lamb without spot, and that lamb would be slaughtered, and that blood was taken and put on the doorpost of the house, and then the angel of death, whose wrath would come, would pass over that house and go to the next house. What was that all about? That's a foreshadow of the coming of Jesus. Jesus Christ, and that's why the the Jewish people celebrate the Passover, because the wrath of God would pass over that house. We have entered into a new Passover, you and I. We're, We're not, we don't embrace Judaism as a religion, but we continue the history of Jesus through Christianity. And 
The wrath of God passes over your life the same way it passed over the Jewish people's life. It's the blood of a lamb that is spotless that's sprinkled on your life. And I'm not talking about a physical lamb. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus who became the spiritual spotless lamb. How do you sprinkle that blood upon your life? The only way you sprinkle it upon your life is when you, through faith, Receive the gift of that death on the cross of the blood of God for you and you receive it upon your life and it's sprinkled upon your life when the wrath of God comes and it encounters the blood of Jesus that you have received through faith as you've received him as Lord and Savior, then the wrath of God stops because what God sees is the righteousness of Jesus imputed to you. And so the wrath of God stops and passes over you. Hear me well. If you are trying to make yourself good enough to be accepted by God, you will never make it. Because there is no one in this room that can ever be good enough for God without the sacrifice of Jesus. If you take on the debt of trying to be good, then you'll have a price way too big for you to pay. You need the gift of forgiveness, not the debt of holiness upon your shoulders. I run into too too many people, they're trying to be good for God. I'm trying to be good so God will accept me. Listen, you'll never be good enough for God. You need the sprinkling of the blood of the lamb upon you. You need the washing and forgiveness, the righteousness of Jesus. You need the gift of God that only he can give to you. That's why he's called mighty God. The third name that was given to Jesus is everlasting father. You see, not only is he a counselor, not only is he a mighty God, but he's an everlasting father. A father brings to it the image of a son and a daughter. It tells us in scripture that we have not received the spirit of adoption or the spirit of slavery leading us to fear. We've received the spirit of adoption And the spirit of adoption causes us to cry, Abba, Father. You say, what does Abba mean? Well, it's not a band in the 70s. No, no. (laughs) Abba is a familiar form of God. It's like telling, instead of saying Father, it's saying Daddy. Now, some of you feel real uncomfortable, would feel very uncomfortable calling God Daddy. In part because some of us have this This distant relationship with an austere, powerful being. But we've never understood the intimacy that comes through sonship. You see, God is a God to be feared. Yes, he is. God is a consuming fire. Yes, he is. God is powerful. Yes, he is. But when you begin to experience him as a father... When you begin to know that he knows you and cares for you, when you begin to worship him and walk with him, he will cease to be just this 
this huge mega force of the universe out there ready to crush you, he will become, you will begin to understand him as your father. You will dialogue with him throughout the day. You will begin to talk to him. You will know that he cares about your life, that he's involved in your issues, that you can talk to him um, tranquilly, that you feel his embrace and love and that you know more than anything else, listen, that you belong. One of the greatest difficulties during times like this of Christmas is there's a lot of suicide, a lot of depression, there's a lot of people that see images of happy families with 1.2 children sitting around a Christmas tree, open gifts, all smiling, and you say, that's not me. And many of the people during this Christmas will have this deep inner feeling of I don't belong anywhere. I don't really have a family. I don't really have people that really care about how I'm doing or where I'm at. The greatest tragedy of this holiday season, I've talked to many people during the holiday season, it's the most depressing time of life for them because deep inside they feel like, I don't have a family. I don't belong, I've lost a loved one, I've experienced divorce, I've experienced loss, Uh, other people have moved on and left me outside, but here's what I want you, oh, if I could speak into your spirit today, here's what I want you to know, listen, if you know Jesus, then you belong. You've been adopted into family, this, yeah. You have a God who cares. He knows you. He cares about you. He walks beside you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 says. And then lastly, this child is given the name Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. The word is Shar Salome. Sar means the one in charge, the Lord, the chief, the general. Shalom means rest, tranquility, wholeness, and completeness. He is the general of completeness or wholeness. He is the chief of wholeness and completeness and tranquility in our life. He is the prince of peace. John chapter 14, verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Listen, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. There are some of you that walked into this place today and you, you have weight on your shoulders and turmoil in your heart. And some of you have come to this place today and you've come weighted down with a lot of issues that you feel are too heavy for you to carry. I love what Scripture tells us. Scripture says, casting all your cares upon Him because He cares for us. You see, he gives us a peace not that the world gives. The world gives you temporary peace. If you go out and get blasted, guess what? You'll forget about your problems for a few moments until you wake up the next day with a headache and all the problems return. You can watch a good movie at the theater and get a little peace as you get into someone else's story. You you could sit down and talk and have some fun for a little short time, but you know it's temporary peace. It comes and it goes. But the kind of peace that God gives is this lasting, serene, powerful peace. Not the absence of trouble, 
not the absence of difficulty in our life, but the consciousness that he is in control, that he is greater than our problems, that he's bigger than your circumstances, that he has deposited a sense of well-being within your soul that no one can touch and no one can match. He is the Prince of Peace. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Yeah, so some of you, as we enter into this Christmas season just a couple days from now, some of you go in with this uh, great sense that you know God. You know that child that was born in a manger who became the Messiah, and um, you have a relationship with him. But there's others. When I say wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, you say, I I don't know him. And it would be a tragedy to go into this Christmas one more year without you personally having not surrendered your life to this Messiah. And you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'd like to do so. I just don't know how. Well, it's as simple as a prayer away, but as profound and powerful as life transformation as you truly believe. So if you know that God has been calling you, if you sense that this is a time for change, and you believe the message that has been preached today, I would like for you to pause, stop right where you're at right now. You are declaring that Jesus was all God and became all man, that he was born of a virgin, that he died on a cross so that you could have access to God the Father and your sins could be washed and paid for so the Prince of Peace could invade your heart. And if you're ready to make that decision today, I would like to lead you in a word of prayer. Repeat after me, Dear God, I know that I have sinned. I'm far from you. But today, I surrender my life. Come and be my Savior and my Lord. I turn away, repent from the way that I've been living, and I choose to follow you now. Wash my sins away. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me a new person. Today, I choose to be a follower of Jesus. Listen, if that's the decision that you've made, it's not about the magic of a prayer, but about the choice of a heart, the surrendering of a heart. And if that's the choice that you've made, then I would love to help you get started in your new walk with God. All you have to do is go to boldstepsradio.org and click on My Next Step to know how to take your next steps in God. We certainly hope you will do that. If you've made this decision today, My Next Step at boldstepsradio.org. Thank you, Mark. You know, there's a devotional that we would like to put into the hands of our listeners. It's actually our Bold Step gift that goes hand-in-hand with the message we're hearing these days on Bold Steps. It's an Advent devotional called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. It's written by Asherita Chuchu, and Asherita was a guest recently on Moody Radio and talked about why she wrote the book. So, I mean, it started with research, with looking at, okay, what, what does Jesus call himself in the New Testament? What are some Old Testament prophecies about Jesus? 
um, and, and some of the names that are used for him there and his own disciples, how do they refer to him? So a little bit of research first, but then um, a lot of prayer, honestly, looking at, you know, okay, Lord, which names need to be included in this devotional? And, and I looked at variety and how they tie in with the weeks of Advent, but ultimately it came down to theology. Um, I wanted I wanted people who read this book to have their theology enriched, that they would learn a new facet of the character of Jesus through his different names. And my hope is that, you know, at the end of reading this book, that parents and grandparents and career people, whoever, whoever are reading it, um, that they would come to know Jesus at a deeper level because they've read his different names. The book is called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. Asherita Chuchu there talking about it. And Mark, Christmas is upon us right now, and I hope listeners will ask for the book today, but this is not a book just for Christmas, even though it's an Advent book. No, it's not. I'm holding the book right in my hand. It's beautifully designed, great for both a decorative book for the holiday season, but much more important than that, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus will bring you to worship God through His various names. Some of them which we covered in the message today. And we'll send you a copy of this Bold Step gift when you give a donation of any amount to support this ministry. Just visit us online at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. You can also send your gift in the mail. Our address is Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. In this special season of giving, consider becoming a bold partner by spreading out your donation to Bold Steps on a monthly basis. Your steady and faithful giving will help us push into the new year with a firm footing. And when you sign up to give $30 a month or more, you'll also get a 50% discount code from Moody Publishers. This will get you half off every devotional, Bible study, and kids book on the Moody Publishers website. Sign up to become a bold partner today at boldstepsradio.org Or again, call us at 844-615-7363. Well, that wraps up today's program. On the next Christmas edition of Bold Steps, Mark will begin a message called Arrivals, where he'll be exploring the true significance of what the Christmas celebration is all about. Don't miss this celebratory message about the master plan of God, Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.